0: Hi, it's Jessie. Today on the show, actress and comedian Nisi Nash Betts. We get into all kinds of things. Her amazing filmography, her friendship with Oprah, and why she's never single for long.
1: When I give you my attention, I am going to make sure that it feels like it's custom and not off the rack. So it makes you the marrying kind. They all want to wife me.
0: You're going to want to stick around for this. So I met Nisi back in 2008, when we were both on the failed Fox sitcom, Do Not Disturb. Nisi was number one on the call sheet, which in Hollywood terms means that you are basically the star. (laughs) And the thing about the number one on the call sheet person is that they set the tone for the entire cast and crew. And Nisi basically said, we're going to be having fun. We're not here to cure cancer. This is not rocket science. We're here to make a show that's funny. So we taped about five episodes, but it was canned after three. We were obviously disappointed that the show was canceled, but one of the great things that came out of that experience was my relationship with Nisi. It was my first chance getting to work with her, and I just absolutely fell in love with her. This is Dinners on Me, and I'm your host, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Today, I'm meeting Nisi at Gasolina Cafe in Woodland Hills. It's a cafe serving up Spanish-inspired items like patatas bravas, which took me three times to pronounce. Colorful, authentic, and loud—that describes Gasolina Cafe, but also could describe my friend Nisi. Now let's get to our interview. You've seen her on Reno Nine One One, getting on, Klaus, Selma, the rookie Feds, Nisi Nash Betts. How are you doing, love? so good to see you. How you living? I'm good. You know, I'm on the side of town now. No. Yes, I'm in, I'm in, in Encino now. You lying. I'm so much, no, I'm so much closer to you now. Wait,
1: wait, wait. When did you move to Encino? Like now? two years
0: ago in the middle and you, of the pandemic. are you
1: just now saying something?
0: <laughs> I don't want you knocking on my door.
1: No, yes, you do. Because right. you will never find a better babysitter than me.
0: Oh, that's right. Never. I, that's, I do need babysitters. You see what I mean? Okay. All right. I'll call you. <laughs> okay, so Thank it's... you for meeting me. <laughs> so wait. Now... I want to see how we know each other first. Okay. Um, okay. so we met in 2008 doing a show called Do Not Disturb. I remember the force of Nisi that came flooding toward me when I first met you because you were in the big flower era. Oh, when I was where still you were, wearing, still a wearing the big flower in, in the my hair. Head. Yes. And you were just this, like, flood of good energy, positivity, and so beautiful I was like well, who is this I, mean, I, I was already a fan of yours from Reno 911 but this was like seeing you in person I was like oh this is like what it's this is a star like this is what it feels like to be in the presence of a star because I was still new to was Hollywood just boobs
1: in a flower I mean you know let's everybody relax <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody relax. But it was it was such a—I mean, listen, the show did not do well.
1: But you know what? In our defense, yes. it was a very adorable show, but they put it on with when the World Series was happening. Right. So it kept coming on and going off and coming right, right, on right, right. and going off because it kept getting preempted by baseball. Right. I do remember that. Yeah. And so it was tough goings, but— I still think that that show was just so adorable. Yeah. And I love the fact that I met you.
0: I want to hear like what your experience was because you had had a lot of success with Reno 911 before that. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was a disappointment when things don't work out and you're not getting the numbers and you're like, you're looking at the ratings and like things aren't working out. Like,
1: I thought that particular series was going to be the thing that put me on the map. I <laughs> thought it was going <laughs> to do so well. And I said, I'm off to the races. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got that increase in that pay. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, baby, you know, we've made it. We've arrived. Yeah. So I went out and I bought an S550, top of the line, oh, wow. fully loaded. And I named her after my character on the show. I named her Rhonda. Uh-huh. And they said, you know, well, you can come pick up the car. And I said, well, no, I got to work. And they said, well, then let us bring it to you. I said, well, that's lovely. <laughs> and I was floating around the set that entire day. And then all of a sudden, I knew my car was coming any minute. They walked out there, and that's when they were like, we are canceled. Not oh, making another one. Dang. Everybody can, can, can pack it on up and go home. And I was like... But I got Rhonda coming. Oh, no. And the day that I found out that show was being canceled, my brand new Mercedes was delivered on that oh, line. Wow. And I just very humbly put all of my things in the trunk and and, and drove home in style. I had tears in my eyes, but I drove <laughs> oh home. Oh my in god. Style. I,
0: I did not know that. No one knew that. You know, it's just a sign that, like, these things that you think maybe are failures are actually just blessings and bringing you people.
1: Yeah. And for me, I I have to be honest with you and say I have been, you know, like, bummed out because something didn't work, but not Mm -hmm. down and out. Because I always, you know, knock on wood, since I started this business, have had jobs in triplicate most of the time. You know what I mean?
0: When I did meet you, it was one of the very few times that she were single.
1: You know what? You're
0: right. Yeah. I did some math. I was like, you had just recently got out of uh, your first marriage. My
1: first marriage, which was 17 years.
0: 17 years. And it was before you met Jay because yes. I remember when you when you had told me about Jay. It was after we had finished because you brought him to my Fourth of July party. I was like, "I'm bringing I'm bringing my my new man."
1: Yes, yeah, so yes, and it was an I, I now it was the I was single for five minutes. Let me tell you something about this. <laughs> Let me tell you something about being single. It, it's not a good fit for me. It yeah. just it just isn't. First of all. When I give you my attention, I am going to make sure that it feels like it's custom and not off the rack. So it makes you the marrying kind. They all want to wife yeah. me. What could I do? <laughs> I, 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 I can't stay off the, you know what I mean? I can't stay off the block. You know, they they snatch me right back in. There's
0: never that moment when, like, someone starts to get serious. Let's just keep it casual and so I can keep my options open to see what else might be out there.
1: They don't let me. <laughs> They don't let me. They, they drag me to the altar. I mean, it, what, what can I do? <laughs> I'm telling you, five minutes, they get a whiff of it. And the next thing you know, they like, oh, I want this every day, baby. Yeah. And so that's why being single is not good for me because it'll be a line in front of my house like I'm giving away free <laughs> crack. It, 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 it just, it, it, I know myself. Yeah. And it's that custom experience and that attention to detail and making my time with you so intentional. And they get obsessed with me. And then they want to marry me. And then what am I supposed to do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, this is why I also fell in love with you. Like you have, you're magnetic and you are, you're, you're such a good, generous person too. Like who doesn't want that energy in their life? Hi, how are you? How you doing? I'm so good.
1: How are you? Good. Thank you. What's your name? Thank you. My name's Aubrey. Hey, Hi, Aubrey. Aubrey.
0: What are you guys known for? Definitely our patatas bravas. It's very traditional. Ah, hold up, papa? pa pa One more time. Patatas bravas. <laughs> patatas bravas. <laughs> it's be potatoes. A, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes. They're phenomenal. They're gonna be crispy, cube size, cube sized potatoes, and we okay. drizzle them with the homemade garlic aioli, homemade mm. Spanish ketchup. Oh, perfect. So okay, I could have the pup bravas. Exact, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or anything to drink? Um, or okay, I definitely okay. want some. Do you have an iced tea? Yeah, we have a black iced tea. Or we have a hibiscus iced tea. Ooh, hibiscus, please. That sounds nice.
1: Um, I'll have a black iced tea
0: Thank you Um, so th- Okay, I went back on a text message I was sending you photos of Beckett, my firstborn Yes And you responded back, how cute he was Blah, 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 and you said, by the way I'm getting married next Saturday Dot, 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 to a woman so I will say, because I know that your marriage to, to JB was very secretive. And like not a lot of people knew until, you know, you posted about it. <laughs> but it wasn't on. a secret. It was just, you just private. Well, yeah, of course it was, Exactly. And yeah, as, it wasn't As many secret. things can be and, we, and should be. But, Pete, but the world did not know about it until no. you guys posted about it. Yeah. But I will say, I do want the world to know that I knew about it about 10 days before they did. So I guess that's <laughs> unfolding that. <laughs> and I was very happy for you. Yes,
1: I gave you the tea. Hot off the you presses. Did.
0: You did. You, did. I, you said, I'm part of the community now. I was like, well, you've always been part of the community, if you ask
1: Well, me. I'm, a, I'm a card-carrying member yeah, these sure. days. You know what I mean? And I I wanted to reach out to everybody else I knew in the community. It was like, what are the running <laughs> rules? Do I get a toaster? Are y'all going to all come over here? And give me a handbook. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm finding my way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's been three years, almost three years.
1: Uh, uh yeah, yeah, three years in
0: August. Yeah. August
1: will make three years. I
0: mean, that's a that's a good run. I think for for first of all, you were you've had very good runs with marriage.
1: Yeah, I had seventeen, 17 years, and, and then I think we were together ten, but maybe married for seven, eight, make okay. eight.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are good I, for me. I think you know. Those are successful relationships. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that they ended in divorce, but I don't necessarily think call that a failure. I think that's, you know, I think most people, there are so many people who never even have a, a seven-year relationship at all. Well, Hi. Are you about ready? I would get the pan tomates for us to share. Oh, that's great. I recommend adding the manchego cheese to that and the hamon serrano. Delicious. There are additional toppers on top, but they go hand in hand. Yeah, you know, we'll do open. it, and I'll take, I'll take whatever's left home. Okay. And if you want a bite or two of that.
1: Okay, babe. <laughs> whatever you say. I, I want this arugula salad. Citrus arugula
0: salad. That's what I want. And I'll do that La Española salad. And then you're, I'm assuming you want the patatas, yes? Yes, please. Yes. Definitely yes. patatas. Right, perfect. And for the panthamata, did you want to add any cheese or jamon or just by itself? The Can just do it by itself? Okay, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. What is the pantomone? It's just like, it's like this really simple preparation of um, it's like a toast with garlic rubbed on it and just tomato, like a tomato sauce. Oh. It's really delicious and um, okay. I, know, I, I, I ate a ton of it in um, so- Barcelona. There's like these, these like markers mm-hmm. with, with these, these moments in your life and um, you, know, you were having such great success. I feel like you were hitting your peak with in that time when you were with Jay Um, artistically I mean you you had so much great opportunity that was given to you at that point Um, opportunity to do things that surprised people who thought you know they had you in a box and then you know now I'm sort of curious like with JB like what do you see like what era is are you in now like
1: oh man Uh, I'm uh, I'm in my rich era (laughs) you know Because when you know who you are, when you are completely sure and clear about that, the abundance that comes into your life as a result of not only knowing who you are, but what you put into the world, Mm -hmm. you know, what you give, what you pour out, you get back, you know, in measure, uh, in overflowing measure is... It's just a great place to be in, yeah, I, I don't know how to coin it other than that there is an extreme richness to it, yeah, and i I feel very satiated
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do why are you laughing at me? Because,
0: because i I feel like that it has double meanings, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I just okay. say I, 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 I can see your face. People <laughs> cannot see your face when you said or satiated. I see what you do with your eyes, what you do with your lips, the way you turn your body, the way I you look I'm up. I'm not even doing nothing. Listen, uh-huh, okay. guys, don't let him tell you this <laughs> foolishness. Don't do it. Oh my God, I love you so much. Hi. Hey guys. How, how are you?
1: Mate.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy, you guys. Okay, so this is. Is it? Like what you
1: had before?
0: Yeah, the bread's a little different, but... It's a similar taste? Same same flavors, yeah. Okay, good. Well, there you go. Not too good. Now for a quick break, but don't go away. In a minute, I'll talk to Niecy about her approach to playing law enforcement in shows like The Rookie Feds and how she's pulled from her own experience, including the loss of her brother, who was shot in a high school shooting. Be right back. And we're back with Nisi Nash Betts. Nisi was just telling me that she almost gave up on acting, but right before she threw in the towel, she got her legendary part on Reno 911. Uh, But so you play this cop who's obviously a send up of a cop, and you have like this trajectory of playing law enforcement. You've played law enforcement quite a few times on Scream Queens.
1: I sure have. Uh,
0: you're doing it right now with 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 with, with Rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I watched an episode this morning before coming here.
1: Yes, I played a lot of cops.
0: A lot of cops. Yeah. And you have been very outspoken about police brutality and gun violence and especially just like your know, last month in um, Nashville, I watched your, you know, you on Instagram. Uh, you know, in tears, just, you know, devastated by by what's going on, as we all are. And, you know, I, I know about, you know, that you lost your brother, Michael. Knowing that, like, you, that you've confronted gun violence, not only, you know, with your brother, but also I know your your son has had run with a You told me a story, I remember, I will never forget this story, about him being stopped in front of your house. Yeah. Um, and being questioned by the police. Um,
1: and the cop never took his hand off his taser. I yeah. was like, "What are, you, yeah. what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. right in your front
0: yard. I know your mom was a victim of domestic gun violence. violence. Yeah, you know, it survived it thankfully, but you yeah. know, um, but it's been in your it's been in your life. it's yeah. been in your life in, in very personal ways. Mm-hmm and, you know, playing a cop now. I mean, do, do you ever think about, like, there's, there's an opportunity to bring my experience to that? I just watched this episode this morning of, of you on Rookie Feds, and, you know, you're, you're using a gun, and, like, I can only imagine there was, like, training to that. And, like, you, they don't just hand you these things.
1: Oh, no. Um, like, what
0: was that like for you to be so closely associated to having to learn how to fire a gun when so much of this has been part of your life? Well, you know,
1: with... Reno, Reno was, is an example of what not to do as a cop. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't, you know, there was no, you know what I'm saying? Because if you take your gun out and drop it on the ground, they're like, great, leave it in the show. You know what I mean? So there wasn't, it it was always like bumbling, you know, cops and, you know, kind of like this big farce. Right. So it wasn't rooted or grounded in anything where we had to yeah. have training. As a matter of fact, the less training you had, the better. Right. But once you start moving into shows like Rookie Feds or things like that, where there is tactical training and things you have to do, like, I am always very, very squeamish. I look tough you know, running towards the thing, pulling my weapon out, but I'm very much, I'm the one who wants to walk around and look in every every gun and make sure mm-hmm. it's the airsoft. Right. Open it up, shine a flashlight through yeah. it, let me see what's going on, you know, and, and... When you
0: say that, you mean that there that there's blanks and everything? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I, I want to make sure it's what it's supposed to be. Right. I had a series on TNT called Claws, and the character named Roller was played by an actor named Jack Kessler was my lover on the show and he had to pull a gun on me in the series and I had to be on my knees with the gun pointed to my my head, you know. I had heart palpitations. I was like, wait a minute. I had to go off to the side and kind of get get myself together because for me, it's never easy. I don't care how I make it look on TV. It's never easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, It's never
0: easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just never is.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I think about how your life has been brushed by it so many times, and it's just, uh, you know, you still can't ignore, you know, past traumas. Oh,
1: no. No, no, no. I mean, your trauma is going to meet you in any space where you feel triggered. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wherever that is, you know? And it's just, it's never a cakewalk, and Mm -hmm. it's never
0: easy. Yeah. for me. Uh, but who's on you? Who, you have this great necklace on. Who, who's that on your necklace?
1: That's my brother.
0: That's your brother.
1: Yeah, well, this Aww. was my... Um, That's Michael? He never made it to graduation, but this was a senior picture.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: uh, Jessica got this for me. Got it made for me for Christmas. JB
0: made that for you? Got it made for, Where me
1: for Christmas. Where did she get the photo
0: from? Your mom? Uh-huh. Oh, Nisi. That's mm-hmm. so thoughtful. That's beautiful. I know. I love it so much. So he, that photo was taken just a few days before...
1: It was supposed... Yeah, this would have been his graduation photo. Oh, see. Yeah, so he did the cap and gown... He was a gown, senior in high school. uh uh-huh, Did the cap and gown photos, but never made it to walk across the stage. My brother was killed the day before my 23rd birthday.
0: Oh, wow. And so...
1: I started having these big birthday parties after that. I, I first started doing it because I wanted to give my mama something to do. Yeah. Can you make this arrangement? Can you send out this thing? I need you to go with me to find a dress, like just to keep her busy. Right. But then there's a part of it that's like, yes, celebrate everything. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause you don't know when you're not gonna be able to.
0: Right. You know? The, those, those anniversaries of those moments that changed your life forever, are are things that you know you have to deal with every year. You have to confront those emotions every year. And you know, I, I didn't know it was so close to your birthday that that happened. So like every year, you know, that's before. something that. But it, there's an opportunity to like, okay, we can either be sad about this or we can celebrate life and celebrate that we're still here. Yeah. Um, how did? I have to try this potato first. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: I got to say my grace. Thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. for this food you're about to see. It was the hands that were created, and thank you for the provision. Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what? Do you how say grace every meal? Yes.
0: I love that. And how did what? Michael was your only sibling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that changes a family immensely. Like It
1: always feels like there's a missing link, even mm-hmm. still, especially, like, on special occasions and, you know, when big things are happening. It just feels like something is missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I've just accepted that that's just the way it's going to be.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the way it's going to feel, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. so sorry for your loss. And that's, that story's always stayed with me, you know? Thank
1: you. Mm-hmm. You said, my God, how can so much grief hit one family? And a lot of years, I literally felt like, that adage, tears of a clown. Because mm-hmm. you could walk into a room and, baby, I'll fill that thing up. Mm-hmm. I have everybody feeling good, smiling, giving all the energy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And be brokenhearted. Yeah. In the in the midst of it all. these Both of these things can be true at once.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Well, and just also at that time when that happened, you know, you were discovering who you are as, I imagine, as an actress and as a performer. And I've heard the stories about how you've you know, use comedy to help your mom get through that time. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of like where you found your voice and where you discovered that you're actually really good at it. (laughs) Uh, Because it was a survival skill at the beginning. Right. It's a survival skill that ended up becoming a skill that you were immensely good at. Yeah. Um, Oh, no. And it's it's fascinating that, like, tragedy... My earring. (laughs) It's my go-to joke. But, you know, that tragedy can produce such... A brilliant guest, too.
1: Mhm, that's a fact. Yeah. Who knew? I never, th- I never wanted to be funny,
0: <laughs>
1: because I got in trouble for it all the time. Yeah. I got pinched in church. I got put on punishment because my report card said talks too much. And I was like, what was you talking about? I was telling jokes. <laughs> I got a joke. Go get the belt. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> you know, I didn't know comedy was a thing yeah. until I saw my mother suffering dealing with my, my brother's death, I yeah. knew that I could make her laugh because yeah. I had done it my whole life.
0: I remember specifically a, a woman who came up to me and she uh, had lost her sister and her sister had died of cancer and they spent those last months of her lives watching my show in bed together. She would crawl in bed and it was almost like a death doula. You know, like she was helping her her sister mm-hmm. pass transition. on, transition, uh-huh. but they while they were doing it, they were enjoying my show and that's the thing... That she will always carry with mm-hmm. her. Like they, they, every time she sees Modern Family, she thinks of her sister. Mm-hmm. And it's moments like that. You, you I realize, wow, like, this thing that I thought was ridiculous, is actually therapeutic for people and healing for them. And it's a, it's a great gift. And yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's we're really lucky that we get to give that to people.
1: Yeah, I mean the ability to make people feel There's something to be said for mm-hmm. that.
0: Just checking everything's yes. tasting okay. Yes, so wonderful. Very good, Thank you, you know, so much. Thank dressing. you. Any extra dressing? We're chilling.
1: Oh. I'll take some on the side. Yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: that you could you have more in your toolbox than just have, being funny. I
1: have, I can do other things. Yeah. And then now I feel like people. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Based on what's coming in, people forgot I was funny.
0: Well, it's a difference between I'm knowing. Like, yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I can wait uh, a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. No one forgets you're funny. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I mean, they always rem- you're always remembered mostly for your, whatever you've done last, right? Yeah. Like that's like what you're what you're known for. And but I I don't think anyone will ever forget that you're funny. But there's also a difference of like knowing what you can do and being given that that opportunity to do it. Like I know I have more than I, I've shown, and like. There's been very few people who have actually given me that opportunity. I mean, yeah. who is that person for you that, that has allowed you to do that? And that hasn't or has? That, that has.
1: Oh, allowed me to do that. Well, Ava DuVernay, yeah. uh, Mark, and Will Olson, uh from you know the creators of Big Love, who who put me in Getting On. Brilliant. And, of course, Ryan Murphy.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You well, know, I just saw the other day, Who he says hello. Hi, I, he's, Hi, Ryan. He said, you better talk about me. I was like, we will.
1: Yeah, because Ryan, uh, even with, you know, the run that I'm having right now with uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. story, that was a hard job, you know, because to know that you're playing a real person, to know that the climate in the world, that uh, not a lot has changed in terms of Black women not being heard between uh, systematic racism, between communities being over-policed, between, you know, white privilege, between, you know, it, so many parallels to what mm. we are standing in today. It's just like, wow. And to know that so many lives could have been changed right. if people would have moved differently, it's... That one was hard.
0: I'm sure. And to live in that. So just for people who don't know, Nisi played uh, a woman who lived next to Jeffrey Dahmer. Glenda
1: Cleveland, yeah. uh, Glenda
0: Cleveland, who's a a real person. Yeah. And uh, she actually alerted the authorities that there was suspicious activity, was not heard, was ignored. And it got to the point where victims literally slipped between the cop's fingers in front of uh, her eyes. There is a scene in, I'm sure many people have seen it, but uh, for those who haven't, it's a must-see. And Nisi's brilliant in it. Emmy nominated there's that scene where you're sitting with him eating a sandwich
1: oh he brought a sandwich he brought over a sandwich and, 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 and he
0: wants you to eat it he wants me to eat the sandwich that's kind of all that happens in the scene but so much <laughs> else happens the, yeah. the undercurrent of what's going on I honestly I, I watched that scene twice I was like I, mean, I, gotta, I gotta watch that again that is <laughs> that was, both you and Evan were spectacular in that scene and thank you that, that right was like there. the
1: essence of their relationship was a power struggle yeah You know what I mean? He wanted to invoke fear Mm -hmm. in her. He wanted to passively aggressively threaten her mm-hmm. she wanted to own her power but was afraid but I, I need to stand up to you so it was a lot of push and pull and give and take in those scenes mm-hmm. with uh, with Evan because you know most of the time I was just in so much emotional pain or the character was in so much emotional pain from what she was hearing and right. smelling
0: and not being believed what was it like to, to, to be in such a dark place though for so long?
1: I was able to come out because I was filming Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, and the Reno 911 movie oh at the same time. Oh my God! What? At the same time. Let me leave this set, put on my baby hair and my booty, and you know what I mean, and come back and take it all off and put my big Glinda glasses and my rollers in.
0: I don't. Okay, I'm not blown. Up. I don't understand how you juggled those two projects at the same time. Well. And and brilliantly. I, there, There's not a glimpse of, of any th- of that in that performance in Dahmer. Mm-mm.
1: But for me, I have to be able to tap out and find the light. Yeah. I have to. You know, because you, you know how it is. When you do something for a long time, you take some of that that character with
0: you, yeah. Whether you want to or not. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. Sometimes they just they bring themselves, they put themselves in the backseat of your car. And, and baby, they come home, you, and you're like, get out, and they don't get out. Mm-hmm. They've already buckled in, <laughs> and that's <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: So I just needed to find light mm-hmm. because it was such heavy material, and our crew was so kind because they kept it tight. Where did you, know, you find pr- that light? Well, I found it in my relationship, my marriage with uh, JB. I found it in, (laughs) Ryan actually cast my real daughter to play my daughter on the show. That's your daughter? That's my daughter. I didn't know that. That's my daughter and that's one of them. And you know, I I remember being on set at like two o'clock in the morning, you know, crying, having, you know, whatever, you know, and it's, and my daughter's over there like, hey mom, you want to do a TikTok? (laughs) I'm like, girl, you know, so she was... (laughs) Definitely the light I needed Doing Reno Being able to leave that set And go with my friends To laugh You know And let me tell you something I don't care how dark the day is I'm gonna laugh I'm gonna find Let me tell you something I'm gonna find a joke somewhere Do not sit next to me At a funeral I'm not the one Don't do it Because If it gets too hard I'm gonna gonna find something funny You gotta find it You know And and that You know And and to be honest with you That was not a, a huge part but uh, but a big challenge in my first marriage was because when my mom got shot, I was in—it was just trauma because I was there and I saw it. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I couldn't pull up from it. So I just went in the other direction. I said, it's too painful to feel anything, so I'm going to turn my my hurt emotions off, and all I'm going to do is I'm going to laugh every day. I'm mm-hmm. going to find a way to make a joke. I'm going to find a way to be funny— and I just did it all the time. And by the time I ended up getting married, my husband then would come in and go, hey, uh, we need to talk. And I would go, we need to talk. Hey, we need to talk. Ow, we need to talk. And he's like, can you can you just it stop off. it for yeah. a second? Stop what now? Stop who now? Stop what now? And he's like, I'm a, I literally, I'm about to <laughs> ch- stop. You know, and I had no serious bone in my body at all. Mm. And I I had to, you know, that's not good either. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, just trying to wrangle myself to a place, maturate in life where now I do allow myself to feel a thing, but I don't allow myself to stay there. Mm -hmm. You got but so long in the valley, then Punkin you got to get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. and, 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 And get going. So, it's better now. I'm, I'm more balanced,
0: <laughs> Jesse, Tyler. I'm more balanced now. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. No, I think, you've, I, I think you have your shit together. I've always thought that, though, so...
1: I always thought it, too. Until, yeah. I, until I was like, whoops, wait, maybe, yeah. I, maybe
0: I don't. I don't. I mean, <laughs> if we airdropped ourselves back into, like, the version of ourselves 15 years ago, I think we'd all be shocked. Oh, yeah. Because I, th- I thought I had my stuff together 15 years ago, and I probably didn't. uh uh-huh. You know? You, had, you talked about Ava, who, I mean, it seems, because Selma, Selma was the first thing you did with her, right? Yeah, Selma. I, I mean, I, it, it seems to me that she, she was, was such an advocate and believing in you that you could you can be more than just this funny lady. Um, what does her relationship mean to you?
1: Oh, my God. I love my Ava. Was yep. that the
0: first time you met her during Selma, or did you know her before? No,
1: I didn't know her from a can of paint. And we both from Compton. But I didn't know her. And um, when we met, I was like, "Yes, please and thank you." She called me at home. Really, and was like, uh, "Hello, uh, this is Ava Duvernay, and I am." I said, "I know who you are, girl. What's going on?" She said, "I have this movie. She she saw me in getting on in a yeah. tiny little scene." and said, that's my Richie Jean. Mm. And she was like, and I would love for you to come down. And she was like, and we've already, we're so far into it, you know, you would have to be a local hire. Like, I don't know how you feel about that and this and that and the third. And I said, well, when you need me out there? And she was like, now. I said, well, girl, let me put some sweatpants on. (laughs) I'm I'm on the way, you know, and we just clicked. And, you know, I just love her. Um, And I, you know, And when it came time for her to do When They See Us, I was like, I have to be in this movie. I don't care if I'm the court stenographer. I Mm -hmm. just, I have to be in When They See Us. Because ever since... My mother was shot, I have just had this whole passion about justice mm-hmm. and wanting people to get justice. And so I, I was very familiar with the story of the Central Park Five, yeah. who we lovingly now call the Exonerated Five. But, yes. but I was very familiar with their story. And I was like, I have to be in this movie as somebody. I said, tell me, give me anything to audition for. And she DMs me back and she was like, Audition. She was like, do you know who you are? She was like, there you go.
0: Are you serious? And I was
1: like. <laughs>
0: you asked for it and she gave it yeah, to you. Yeah, she
1: was like, what? what are you even talking about?
0: Oh, my God. Wow. I, there's a few things I want to touch on. First of all, I do want to say your performance in Getting On. It is a beautiful, layered, detailed performance, which was the first time that I saw, like, oh, Nisi has, like, she has chops. <laughs> so Ava saw you in Getting On. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay here's Can some opportunities you, for you I
1: think you could do this but it was funny because getting on really gave me so much it just gave me so much and when you talk about an actor owning their audition I went in and audition for the role that Alex ended up playing but mm. I came in for nurse Don fourchette and and something kept telling me this other character. Mm. Is, is something about her. She doesn't even say that much. But when she does say something, I right. want to know what she's thinking. I, I want to know her. And when I walked into the audition, I had a call back. And I said, hey, I know y'all wanted to see me for this. But while I'm here, can I, can I can, you know, what about this girl? And they said, absolutely not. Mm. We don't see you as this character. You know, this is a 60-year-old white woman in the BBC series version of this. And we have other uh. plans. So I started to talk about how much I loved her and why. I said, okay. I said, well, the only reason I ask is because. Go on and on. And I said, well, it, if you love it that much, uh, I guess. I mean, we guess you can read for it. And I said, great. They said, do you want to come back on Friday? I said, no, baby, I'm here right now. Oh. Because I didn't want to run the we, risk. We were
0: prepared already. To- well, I
1: just kept, I just. I was so drawn to her. I knew yeah. I could do it. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm here right now. And they said, well, we don't even have the sides prepared because we weren't. And I said, well, you know, get them together. I'll wait. And I walked out the room real fast. So I do my audition. I auditioned with the language line scene, walk out, and they said as soon as I shut the door, they were like, that's the girl for that role. They said as soon as I shut the door. Her name was Marta Ortley. And the only thing I asked them, I said, I've been black a long time. And I ain't never met a black woman named Marta. I (laughs) said, can we change her name? And they were like, to what? I said, Dee Dee. And they were like, let us get it approved. And that was it. And Didi
0: was born. And Didi was born. That's fascinating. I had no idea. I mean, it's, it. It, it's, it's a testament to like also taking risks for yourself and knowing when it's your time, knowing like, the, okay, we're at, a, we're at a fork in the road here. Like I can take the risk or I can go the safe way. And if you really believe that you can do it, I mean, why not? Why not? Again, like, like we were just talking about at the beginning of this conversation, like you have to invest in yourself. Oh, yeah. I just want to know, first of all, how did you two become friends? <laughs> and what does a friendship with Oprah look like? Like, are you guys on a group text? Are you... Uh...
1: Okay, so how did we become friends? <laughs> well, when I did Selma... Yes. Oprah was at a lot of the events, mm-hmm. you know, for that. And I was met her there. Hello, how you doing? It was very casual. And so she knew who I was. And, you know, so every time it would be another event... It would be like, oh, hey. And then she had something at her house in Montecito yeah. that I got invited to. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, you know. Was but it that
0: amazing luncheon?
1: It was like a big brunch. It was like a gospel brunch.
0: Yes. I remember seeing photos of that. And I was like, oh, to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, it was beautiful.
1: <laughs> it was a beautiful day. I took my mom. Yes. We hung out. It was great. And so I was just kind of like on the fringe of her life. Okay. Cut to... I tell my dear friend Ava, I'm like, girl, you need to go on a vacation. Like, we need to go somewhere where you 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 tap out of out of everything. So we had planned to go to the Caribbean. We were gonna go to Turks and Caicos, and I'm like, you're gonna take some time. It's gonna be great. Pack a swimming suit. Pack all your little sexy stuff. She's yeah. like, I don't have sexy stuff, and I'm not packing it. I said, well, go buy some. I said, never mind. You know what? I'm gonna go buy you some stuff. And we're going. So she calls me and goes, hey. And I go, hey, what's wrong? She said, well, you know, O.W., Oprah Winfrey, Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know. (laughs) O.W. called me and and, uh, said that she wanted me to come to her Maui property. And I told her that I couldn't come because I was going on vacation with you. And she said, well, why don't you just ask Nisi if she want to come here and y'all come here? And she said, but I know you probably don't want to do that. But, I mean, she told me to ask. But I told her that we wasn't going to be able to come because we were going to the Caribbean. I said, girl! I said, let me take my whole clothes out the bag. She said, Yo, what? Your whole clothes? Yeah, I said, because you know when you go on vacation, you wear the stuff that you would never wear out in the world. You're like, I'm not wearing this walking down Ventura, but on a beach in an island, I'ma look just like a whore. Let me take, let me take the whole clothes out, because you know I don't want Stabman to think I'm not a respectable woman. So let me let me get these clothes out. Let me put some respectable clothes in, and let's go on to, go on and go to Maui. And so that's how oh so God. we end up going to Maui. Oprah and I was it just the three of you? I don't who all was there. Uh, oh, you know David or Yellowo ended up coming. Uh-huh. But the point is, Oprah and I went on a two-hour hike, just the two
0: of us. So, oh God, stop! What? Yeah. Did she say, Nisi, I'm going on a hike tomorrow. Do you want to join me? Or like, how did this come to be? We were
1: sitting on the porch chatting about things. And I don't know. She was like, tomorrow morning, be ready. And I said, yes, ma'am, for what? And she said, we're going on a hike. And I said, okay. So that next morning, I get up, I'm ready, and I got on my matching Fabletics yeah, three-piece. Yeah, yeah. With a good long curly wig, my eyelashes, my makeup. (laughs) She said, this is how you hike, dear. I go, this is how I
0: hike. What was she wearing?
1: You know, she was normal hiking clothes. You know what I mean? I was looking like Black Barbie going to hike. And she was like, (laughs) okay, we go on this two-hour hike that literally changed my life.
0: Um, What did you guys talk about?
1: We talked about my relationship. I was married at the time to Jay. To Jay, yeah. We talked about relationships, we talked about life, we talked about men as a whole, we talked about growth. We talked, by the time I got back off that hill, I was a new woman. <laughs> I mean, you know, I couldn't believe my eyelashes stayed on, but barely, oh my God. Uh, but but I just felt like she poured into me in such a way that changed my life. Yeah. And And after that, I just felt like we were we were just, we were bonded in a way mm-hmm. that she was one of the, just like you were like in that fab five of people who knew I was getting married. So did she. Mm-hmm. And when I got my divorce, she did call me. I was standing in the grocery store in New Jersey. She called me and said, dear, I read about your divorce. Don't date anyone. I need you to take time. I know you're in love with love. Uh. Love yourself. Don't do it, do you hear me? And I and cut to...
0: You defied Oprah. Cut,
1: cut, cut to Jessica clicking in on the other line. I yeah. said, hey, uh, you know what, oh, Oprah, uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I hear you, and I got it. I understand. Oh. I'll talk to you later. And click over,
0: hey. <laughs> Did you say Oprah told me i takes take some time for myself, but I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not my fault. I told you my my milkshake. It brings them to the yard, (laughs) and once they get to the yard, they they want to get married. What can I do?
0: Oh my God! Well, I cannot tell you how happy I am that you found each other. I I truly, and I could tell how happy you are when you when I saw you last at this that Emmy party, and you you were just like, I I gotta come over here, meet JB, meet JB, and she's so great. I love the way you look at each other with such passion and (laughs) such love. I'm just thrilled for you, truly.
1: Thank you. I mean, really I, I found my person, you know, and I i never saw it coming.
0: Yeah. When
1: I tell you in a million years, if you would have told me I would have been a, a married to a woman, I, I would have told you, you you a lie. As a matter yeah. of fact, when I told my kids, my daughter said, are you the same mama that told me... Strictly, dickly. I said, "Ooh, I did say that, didn't I?" <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> no way. I said, "Well, things unchanged. <laughs> Who knew?"
0: Yeah, but I feel like just like your career, you don't label anything. You love, love is love to you. Passion's passion. You know, you have a feeling towards someone. You trust your instincts, and I feel like yeah. you've done that. Like. That, that's just been your motto for your entire life. I mean, look at your career. You've never, like, you, you've never let anyone say, like, this is what you are. This is the thing that you are. Yeah. You've always said, I'm in charge of what I want to do. I'm in charge with who I want to be with. And that's why I think I just, I adore you so much. You just, you lead with love. You lead with passion. And there's just no one like you. I love you. And thanks for coming to lunch with me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) On our little table off of Ventura. Honey. Honey. Oh, I miss Nisi. I hadn't seen her in person in so long. And we we kept in touch over the last couple of years via text, but it was just really good to be able to give her a hug. Um, She's one of those people where everything she says is just so wise and thoughtful that I'm like, wait, slow down, let me write this down. Uh, I also, I'm just so inspired by her drive and her ability to know herself so well. She's so sure-footed in herself as a performer, as an actress, and she refuses to let people put her in a box. I absolutely adore this woman. Thank you so much for joining me, Nisi. Next week on Dinners On Me, I chat about David Letterman, avocado allergies, and grandfathers with secret identities with Fred Armisen. And if you don't want to wait until next week to listen, you can download that episode right now by subscribing to Dinners On Me Plus. As a subscriber, you not only get access to new episodes one week early, you'll also be able to listen to them completely ad-free. Just click Try Free at the top of the Dinners on Me show page on Apple Podcasts to start your free trial today. Dinners on Me is a production of Neon Hum Media, Sony Music Entertainment, and A Kid Named Beckett Productions. It's hosted by yours truly. It's executive produced by me and Jonathan Hirsch. Our showrunner is Joanna Clay. Chloe Chobel is our associate producer. Sam Baer engineered this episode. Hansdale She composed our theme music. Our head of production is Sammy Allison. Special thanks to Alexis Martinez and Justin Makita. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Join me next week.